stop. Daily thoughts. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. How have you been for the last like half a year plus? I've been melting outside because it's been 90 degrees for the last seven days. So I don't know where you've been. For the last seven months or the last seven days? What happened? Uh, I was, I did pass the bar exam. So I was busy. Hey, that actually happened. Yeah. We personalized got a little, little crazy. There's a lockout too. That was fun. Dave got COVID and died. I, I somehow rose again though. <laughs> it's Ugh. been a, it's been a weird weird off season into the beginning of the early season now too we kind of just took the entire thing off because things kind of happened on the side which wasn't things happened a lot of infighting between me and dave we oh, fought for ownership of the pod and this is where we're at we were back to square one 50 50 custody um yeah, yeah. he sees With the kids on weekends martinez and shrave on alternating weekends obviously that's how it um no yeah we were just kind of busy with other stuff and decided not to record the lockout obviously didn't help things because we had no idea what to talk about except for like i don't know like top five yankee moments of our lifetimes i guess and then that was yeah. basically it that wild card game kind of the lockout the yankees didn't really do anything that was exciting so not really i guess we could kind of rehash that like you've obviously seen, you know we're a month in now so everyone's seen what the new additions have done but uh dan and i were not happy campers at the time now no. looking back a month later, like how do you, yeah. like how do you feel about everything that happened? Yeah, we have like half vision on how this deal is looking. It seemed like Gary had to go, so that's fine. Um, he's had his moments in Minnesota, but I think he was hurt recently, so losing that piece doesn't really matter that badly. And then losing Geo obviously hurts because he, you know, not homegrown, but you kind of found him in the weeds. Yeah. Um, and he's a defensive whiz, which you love to have. But now that we're kind of cement, we're we're in the middle of this season. It seems like IKF and Donaldson are pretty much picking up the defensive slack. So I I think right now the Yankees won the trade. Um, but yeah, declare definitely- declare a winner. You know, just a month in. I guess declaring a winner a month in. Brian Cashman by a landslide. Um, he did it again. Yeah. The cash god. I can't believe it. This is definitely a move that we didn't like at the time, but now it's kind of working out. And you could talk about this part, but it's looking like all the free agent shortstops are just dog shit. So it maybe yes. had the galaxy rain all along. God, I hate the fact that he won. But uh, yeah, that trade uh, did hurt my soul when it happened. Uh, big Geo guy, big Gary guy. Gary hasn't done much of anything again in Minnesota to get a bicep injury, like Dan mentioned. So yeah. he did break up the Dodgers' attempted combined perfect game. Yes, yes, he did. He that was he, good. he had the single. He's had one home run the entire time. Geo also a one home run. Both of them are batting below average with OPS plus. So they have not been good this year. Um, so kind of came out to a net positive for Cashman there because. IKF has been pretty good. Um, he had a rough start, obviously. The couple of weird miscues in that first week of the season, but since then he's, he's come along pretty well. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. He's got the Bronx jitters. Yeah. Um, and also, we forget we got Rortvet, or however you pronounce his name. Who may or may not be a real human being, but 
Yeah, but he has massive biceps, and that's all you need to know. He does. They're bigger than my thighs, which is always good. Um, no, uh, yeah, Donaldson and Fluff have been better offensively than the other two. Um, not by too much. The power really hasn't come up for Donaldson, and but he's been relatively solid at third base. And let me go see what his OAA is on the stat cast, but he's been pretty good there. Uh, IKF has been really good actually there since the start of the season and offensively he's just been like kind of a slap hitter which is basically what i expected um out of all the shortstop decisions like out of the stopgap guys like he was probably my most favorite definitely didn't want no part of andrew and simmons and simultons has been terrible i think so yeah good on cashman for that one i yeah you can't be worse anderson simmons because anderson simmons hasn't played a game this year so yeah i <laughs> did see Later in the past week, I think you sent it over how there were reports that Correa wanted to be a Yankee. Yeah, and... Heyman had that report that there were like a, three different factors that prevented Correa or prevented the Yankees from seriously pursuing Correa. Uh, one of them was just hilarious. It was his friendly relationship with A-Rod. Which, I mean, is a red flag for anyone on the face of the earth. So I think <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Donaldson has been a net zero at third base. Like, not net zero, but it's like an OAA zero. So he's been league average at third base. Yeah, nothing too great, but nothing too and As of today, he has a 10-game hitting streak. So uh, That's good. Uh, listen, uh, he has been awful. That. I feel like out of all the additions this offseason, he's the one that I like the least, just because I don't know why you would take two years, $50 million from a 36-year-old base instead of three years, $100 million from Carlos Correa. But, yeah, yeah like... We also mentioned the shortstops have not been doing too hot, but for agents, uh, Correa has been the best out of all of them, I think. Yeah. 111 OPS plus, two home runs, 12, 11 RBIs, batting 255, slugging 372. Like, he's been fine. He's yeah. just a little dinged up right now. He had that bruised uh, finger injury. Uh, Seeger was the other guy who we had obviously talked about, and he's just below league average right now. The Yankees kind of took his lunch money in that series. He didn't do much of anything, right? I don't know if he had a hit. No, I mean, especially today, Nestor dealing. Yeah, we'll get to him in a second. Um, he's batting 238, slugging 366. Wow. Four home runs, at least, which is always nice. 97 OPS plus. Yeah, yeah. He has not been great. Marcus Simeon is looking even worse. I He was probably my least favorite of the shortstops just because he was on the older side, but holy hell, he's aging like milk right now. <laughs> he's batting well below the Mendoza line with no homers, eight RBIs. 184 and then uh trevor story who i that was the guy that i wanted boston signed him and that made me feel very not great but he has been horrendous in every aspect also he might not be able to play shortstop anymore he really can't throw so yeah his he's got that chad pennington slash johnny damon noodle arm going yeah it's like it's not like chuck knoblocky where he can't throw at all but it's just no, it's it, getting to where it needs to be but it's about 10 seconds too late he's got that hitch which doesn't look good no, and they're kind. Of, I mean, like we can't complain because it's Boston, but they're kind of screwed because yeah. like, Boston dug themselves into the deepest hole that they've done in a while. It wasn't a bad free agent deal by any means, like any stretch of the imagination. Like he got what's his contract? Six years, one hundred forty. So he got exact six years, one hundred forty million, which is exactly what Hoppy Bias got too. And I'll check Bias's numbers in a second, but it, it was a pretty good deal. 
and it hedged them because Xander Bogarts has an opt-out at the end of the year. And I believe Bogarts is hitting pretty well, right? I think he's like the one of the few bright spots. Yeah, he's 150, 150 OPS plus. He's one of the few bright spots on that team so far. Because yeah. Boston's in an absolute rut. But uh, he might just opt out and someone might just pay him to play like third base instead because he only has like three years and 60 million left. So he was like a good story was a good hedge in case he does opt out. So story can just move from second back to short. Um, yeah. Uh, Baez, oh, he's hitting like firmly in hobby bias numbers right now. Like we have him on our fantasy team, but uh, 236 average, 103 OPS plus, slugging 389, two homers. Like it's basically what you expect from hobby at this point. But yeah, all of them, again, we're only a month in, but a lot of these guys are not hitting as well as uh, people had hoped or envisioned. So Cashman somehow made it out alive by not getting any of the shortstops. I think if you took all of them together, the five for Asian shortstops, Isaiah Connor Falafa, in terms of OPS plus, is second behind Carlos Correa. Listen, Cash God knows what he's doing. He did Let it again. Drive this team into the promised land. 28 will happen this year. What are your overall thoughts so far? Did this team feel different than last year? Um, this team felt different than last year up until about five games ago. Not this, no, the third game against the Blue Jays. So, yeah, four days ago. Roughly. Um, where they were actually hitting home runs. You know, it felt like that 2019 team that got the record for most dingers in a regular a little- yeah, a little bit of that. I got that kind of yeah, it. But now um, they had the streak broken in Toronto in these three games against the Rangers. I mean, they took the series, so you love that. But they're just not scoring. It seems like they hit a hitch kind of in the season, which is better than 2021 because they're actually winning the games that they were losing last year. Yeah, these close they, they play a ton of close games so far. And the record is, I think, best in baseball right now. So, like, you they do love to see the that. first AL team to 20 wins. Uh, the Mets got there yesterday. In terms of if you want to go like Pythagorean theorem wins, like they're supposed to be 19 and they're, they're supposed to be 20 and eight right now. So they're they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. They <laughs> are really who good. they thought we were. Honestly, yeah. The whole lineup looks relatively good. Uh who's been your most like pleasant surprise so far, I guess, from the offense? Let's do that first. Uh pleasant surprise for the offense, Anthony Rizzo, which I think a lot of people would have. Okay. Um, He's still tied for the major league lead in home runs at nine. With um, Judge. Yeah, with Judge, which is always good when you have two Yankees tied for the lead in home runs. Um, he's in a little bit of a down loop right now. Um, but he did have the game-winning hit today, which is pretty huge. Yeah, so hopefully that'll break him out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, going into this offseason, when everyone wanted, including you, not going to let you... <laughs> run away go on this when you wanted Olsen yeah, go um, on escape and you wanted Freeman and everyone thought Rizzo was plan C and that Rizzo was going to go back to the Cubs and no I don't want I don't want Freeman I wanted Olsen yeah I know there. yeah I okay know. I'm grouping you in with everyone oh, okay okay hated on Tony I listen it's been I've been I like it's better that he does prove me wrong in that sense as opposed to be justifying the fact that I was like oh no we're paying a like a mid 30 year old like yeah money you to did not know his it. game and he proved, I think, everyone wrong. Um, he's been great. Later into free agency, and I'm happy to see him back. He's been great. I, Plus, he just his defense is amazing. It's very calming. 
Yeah, I don't, we haven't had that since Tex, which has been nice to see. So I can't complain really about that. It's been fun. It's been fun to watch, honestly. I like what he brings to the table. And honestly, in the clubhouse, people like generally seem to love him. So I can't, like, I can't complain. Not anymore. Um, if we go back far enough, like if we could undo the Gallo trade and take those guys and trade them for Matt Olson instead, I would have done that. But that's just me. Yeah. But I think we made it okay with that. Like he's he's generally been good. Um which has been a pleasant surprise. I think mine would have to be uh, Torres, easily Glaber. Yeah, Dad Glaber. Yeah. He's hitting the ball to all fields again, which is a beautiful sight to see. And um, the power's just kind of coming with it. Like, I don't... We got to stop with the 40 home run expectations because the the gopher ball is gone. Yeah. You and I unearthed that... um, I don't even know what year that graphic was from, but... They had Glaber's projections oh, at high forties home runs for every season. Just Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle level stats. Yeah, I gotta see like where I gotta see if I can find that image again of just like the projections for Glaber. But they were like, like this was after 2019 when he hit like 38 dingers. They were like, yeah, they were projecting him to have yeah at least like 40 something dingers by like his age, like 20 what like eight season or something like that. It was bad. Yeah. It was funny, but it was so bad. Um, it was pretty much all due to the gopher ball, essentially. But uh, River Iron Blues had a good stat yesterday. Um, like he's not 2018, 2019 Glaber, but he's not a net zero complete. Like he's hitting since the All Star break last year, he's hitting 270, uh, 270 average, 315 uh, on base percentage, and slugging 444. So like he's he's doing well. He's doing really well. Um, like that's pretty much what ex- I like. I think most of us expected from him when he first came up was a guy who's going to have like fifteen to twenty homer powers and like just would just hit to all parts of the field and play like relatively decent defense. Now, albeit at second instead of short, where we all expected it, but I'm cool with him just being that. Like that is just reliable. That's what, that's what I want. He's a piece that you can plug in every day, and that's what you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not. Listen. It, would I love the homers? Yeah, of course. I wouldn't, but I, I'm cool with him just kind of slapping all over the field. The power will come. You take advantage of that short porch. Like, it's, it's gravy. Little League Fields, <laughs> the Texas Rangers called it half jokingly, apparently. Uh, good, good, uh, good save there by Chris Woodward. Um, yeah, Michael, Michael K won't let that one go. Oh, he tweeted about it twice, I think, today. <laughs> Great day for Williamsport. Yeah. Yeah. Don't come up for the ballpark, all right? Everyone plays in the same field. Yeah. Like your dude hit a hit a two one. Like it was a two one. It was a two nothing ball game. And your dude hit a shot to put you guys on the board yesterday. That went. Uh, it was like a would a dong tweet put it at like two out of thirty ballparks would have got out of. So I don't want to hear it. Um. Yeah. The uh, the team's looking good, man. Clicking yeah. so far. Um. Like I I'm still nervous. The other shoe will drop. I have been this whole time. I can't lie. Um. We're still getting nothing from Catcher or Joey Gallo, which is not fun. But and Hicks, yeah, Hicks had a hot start to the season. He's cooled off a lot since then. Um, I'm hoping he can get that going, but I feel like right now the number one need has to be like a reliable fourth outfielder. And no, you cannot say Brick Gardner in the comment section. You're going to, and if you need don't... someone, you need a good fourth slash like fifth outfielder who is just above Brett Gardner replacement level. Yeah. Which shouldn't be hard to achieve. 
ideally in the off season i was like because gallo and judge are both supposed to be set free agents i i I personally would want ben attendee yeah lefty like really good gold gloves standard in left field um doesn't do too much really just puts bat the ball like everyone always wondered where the power would come from and it never really did but i think he kind of just knows his role is just like the slap double hitter who plays really good defense out there like that's it I could definitely vibe with that choice in the offseason. Listen, it's a lefty. I'm pretty sure he'll run into like 25 homers at Yankee Stadium or something like that if he did it. And yeah. then like I I would I would definitely go after that in the offseason. Um but they're still getting nothing from catcher, but they are getting better defense. So it's kind of just a net neutral there. Yeah. Higgy did use up all of his home runs in spring training as we projected. So she she has none so far. Oh boy. Yeah. Not just Trevino, but yeah, it's been it's been tough sledding. But like we said earlier, Gary also isn't doing much of anything in Minnesota. So he has a better OPS plus, but is also injured, and he splits time there as well with Ryan Jeffers. So I can't be like, oh, we like missed out, missed out big time. It's more just like, okay, they traded all offense, no defense for all defense, no offense. Yeah, which I think would work if they also like didn't have a pseudo black hole right now that is. Cal was on a little bit of a hot streak, but a pseudo black hole there. Yeah. If they didn't Same have that. Around 170 right now. So 174, a minus change after today. He had a few clutch dingers back in the Toronto series. So yeah. He's, it's there. Yeah. He's he's picking up something. I don't know what, but it, it's starting to get there. I'm I'm hoping that he can break out. Personally, I'm, I'm rather I'm just kind of done with him. I feel like that, that trade just it's kind of like the Sonny Gray trade, but for offense, really, if we're being completely honest. Yeah. But there's still a chance that he could bust out of it and show something, I guess. They they're batting him lower in the order, which is also good. So it puts way less pressure on him to actually be like the guy yeah. alongside Judge and Stanton. Yeah. But uh I guess we could talk about Judge. Um Judge. Yeah. They, they put the most fair deal, I think, on the table possible. Yeah. And he said no. And then the reports came out. I don't know how true they were that someone somehow asked the question to Cohen over at the Mets, and he said he wouldn't match that ask. So it seems as though that Aaron Judge may be reaching for a little bit too much money, but he's starting to put nuts to table to paraphrase and performing in a way that would earn him whatever contract he asked for from the Yankees. Quite literally. Yeah. He is, he got nine home runs so far. I would reserve for the league lead. One D three OPS plus just putting up. We're talking like 2017 judge numbers right now. It's early of course, but yeah, he's putting them some big, big boy numbers and he's playing stellar defense in right. And he's moonlighting in center field now too, which is really good for his defensive flexibility. Um, he's been doing that obviously dating back to last year, but he's looked good in both spots um, so far. So it, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I felt like seven to 15 or whatever, like thereabouts, wherever they offered him was like fair enough, like 30 and a half million on the AAV. He wants like trout money, at least per year. Trout bets that sort of territory, which I thought was a little much for a guy who's already 30. But it's it's gonna be interesting following the season. See what they do. I don't know. I don't know if the Yankees are gonna cave and give him more years or up up the AAV maybe to like a 
33. I don't know. I kind of just want to see the year play out and assess after that, really. Yeah, I think that's the way it's going to go. So there's no reason to really sweat what the deal is going to look like until you know the season's starting to wrap up. Um, but all signs indicating that whatever offer the Yankees did truly make is going to have to go up in some aspect. Just a bit. I feel like it's years. Do you feel like it's AAV or both? Um, I think the Yankees would rather do AAV over years just because he's already up there in age. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he's looking for. You know, allegedly it was just AAV and I think maybe an extra year, but there were like very conflicting reports on that. People really had no way to pin that down. Yeah. I mean, are we going to be having a 40 year old Aaron judge DHing? the Yankees alongside in. also 40 year old John Carlos in it's, it's going to yeah. be tough. Yeah. So something's going to have to give somewhere. I am starting to believe that he's going to stay. Okay. Um, but it just depends on how much both sides are willing to compromise, which if this is a team that's able to make a deep playoff run, I feel like the Yankees would be more inclined to bend over and give him a little bit more. I, I I'm with you. I do think he comes back. I'll, I'll play the pessimist, I guess, just because like I have done that, of course, in the past with him. I think yeah. the boogeyman that's lurking is not Steve Cohen in the Mets. I, no. I've said it for years now. I feel like it's the Giants. They have very little money allocated anywhere. Farhan Zaidi, uh, their GM who came from like the A's and the Dodger system, has done like the whole money ball reinvention with them. Yeah, but they've been kind of waiting there, lurking in the shadows. Judge Bay Area guy. They haven't had, I mean, like he probably wouldn't play a lot if he played right, which is going to be a lot more demanding in uh, AT and T or Oracle, yeah. I should say. But they haven't really had that sort of like towering, imposing outfit or since the Barry Bonds days. <laughs> it would be something to see Judge play out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're the boogeyman's really lurking out there. That really could just be like, okay, here you go. We'll give you like the extra year or the extra AAV because we really don't care. The DH is universal now. Yeah. And I do think there is something to Stanton playing a lot more right field this year that has something to tie into that just a tad bit. Yeah, he did make a beautiful jump and catch at the wall. In so he nice. still got it, baby. <laughs> he's, he's, we're bringing him back. God. Uh, no, Stanton has looked pretty good when he's played the outfield. He can still field. I like people were just so worried that he would just turn to dust, but it, he's finding something and he, he's still pretty. I don't know if he's gold glove material, but he's yeah, he's good enough. So I don't know. It gives me pause a little bit. It gives me pause if to borrow <laughs> Stephen A's uh, favorite phrase. I mean, don't you on. ever, don't you ever, ever, ever what? come what? on this show and I... mention the Dallas Cowboys oh, in the I... same breath as the New York Yankees. I... Um, that they're obviously they have to play a little more. They configured line a certain way where they have Hicks and left and Judge in center, and then uh, Stanton plays a little bit right. But Stanton's been playing a little bit more outfield recently. He did it today with Judge DHing instead, which is what I was pounding the table for the past two years that they do a timeshare with the two of them in right and DH. Yeah. As, as proper load management, you don't get either of them out of the lineup, but you do get one of them off their feet at least. Just give uh, me for, a proper load. That's it. But there, there's something there that kind of makes me go, hmm, okay, he's, he's playing the field a little bit more, specifically judge's position. Obviously, they do play the same position, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're probably A, out of necessity, they could, they could do that, and then uh, B, maybe a little bit of minor audition for uh, 
don't know what would be the equivalent of the judges' chambers, but for Stanton. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> this is a question for Martinez, considering he hates the judges' chambers. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll text him right now. Yeah. What would be? This is great audio. Just the big G and a section of seats in the shape of the letter G. <laughs> oh God, the G spot. Oh yes. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm walking to Yankee Stadium with a sledgehammer and putting it in right now. <laughs> Wait, the kids dress up as like it's like judges with the wigs and the robes when they go to the what would they dress up as? Uh, you just know, put that's a not... condom on top. Of oh, it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> It'll get sponsored by instead of WB Mason on the right field wall, it'll just be a big Trojan condom. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, we're not good people. We never said we were. No, I don't we know didn't. where the expectations are coming from. No, I. You should expect way little of us. Um. All right, let's let's move to the pitchers, which has been the real like bright spot of this team so far. They, they've yeah. all been really, really good. Um, the Wising has been our worst pitcher, I guess, just like from an overall perspective. And he's starting to find it again, which is awesome to see. Um, yeah. Cole had a first, his first uh, two starts were pretty rocky. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. uh, pretty rocky, but he's starting to find it again. Uh, may or may not be using the stuff again. People, Twitter sleuths have been. The man's been pooping his pants, all right? <laughs> he keeps wiping the back of his thigh. People really got uppity about it on Twitter saying he's back in the sticky stuff. I don't know. He I... is really daring an umpire to grab his ass in real time. <laughs> I, my thing is, like, they check their palms after each inning, so, like, they would have found something by now. And, like, he is probably the most scrutinized guy out there because he was, like, the, the, the face. Like, Donaldson... Boy of... Donaldson specifically targeted me, yeah, which was... The other reason why we didn't want really on the team, but do you think Donaldson is you know checking his uniform every every start? Like you know, but it's it, hanging up in the locker room and Donaldson he's like the fun, he's like the fun police. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, he's just like the fun police. Like this, this is big. Honest. This is big Brian McCann vibes right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh god, if there is something on his pants, which it seems like there is, because he keeps going back there, it's probably something legal some ha- has to be if it has to if, be from the rosin bag right just probably and they're using like a like a league approved rosin bag you know because apparently before it wasn't league approved you could just get it from anywhere now the league like issues out wrong which just seems wild to me that the league never had this as like a thing before a black market rosin bag yeah yeah they were just like you get them from anywhere and now they're like oh wait we have to have league approved ones now which is just kind of a weird concept but yeah um, um Next best pitcher on the team, honestly, probably number one right now, especially oh. coming off today, which you and I predicted he would be the best candidate to have a no-hitter or a perfect game this year was Nestor Cortez. Yeah, we did. Um, I saw him a couple weeks ago, uh, that Guardians game where we had the walk-off and people threw stuff. I was in the left field stands. We watched even was not throwing stuff. No, I want that on the record now. Yeah, he was my lawyer. He was not there on January 6th. <laughs> Patrick Corbin, hello. Um, allegedly. Um <laughs> I have to throw that one in there. Um no, yeah, he uh, we saw him that day. Uh he shoved uh and I, 
Master Edge took a no hitter into the eighth inning today. Managed to get first out and then finally topped out 100 pitches and just gave up a hit. But uh, yeah, that dude shoves. It's uh... him switching arm angles in the same at bat is just a wild thing that he can pull off. He is the utter definition of the crafty lefty. Dude throws just junk all over the place, like kind of like vintage, like Jamie Moyer type of stuff, where like the fat the fastball is not gonna overwhelm you at all. He's topping out at like 90, I think, at the most. Yeah, he was throwing 91 for most of the game today, and it was getting guys to chase out of the zone. So yeah, his uh strikeout map was, was a thing of beauty. Yeah. Plus he has a mustache, which is a plus 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 for any Yankee player because we'll we'll get to that. That's gonna be the uh the mind the gap segment. But uh, yeah, no, uh pitching staff has looked phenomenal so far. Um Nestor, of course, kind of leading the way. Cole Monty's been really good too, but the man who gets no run support. He is the Hiroki Kuroda of this team. He is currently setting up 0-1 with a 2.90 ERA. Just score some runs. Yeah. I mean, um, that's been kind of the thing all season just score runs for your guy but it's just uh he desperately needs them he really he really needs them uh but yeah he's looked uh phenomenal so far um tyone does not look like a guy that's come off of ankle surgery either no he looks good dude he had his strikeout per nine is 7.5 but like strikeout per walks like he's averaging 10 and a half like it's crazy he uh, he does not really give you a length, but he's been really good, and that's gonna be interesting because he's also free agent at the end of the year. So I want to see what they do with him. I would personally like to see him come back because it feels like he's starting to hit his ceiling. It, obviously, health I think is the only thing you have to bank on with him, and he was almost completely durable last year until the very end of the year. But yeah, he's come back very strong. Um, and last yeah, year honestly, he was like vouch for him. Yeah. I, like I would pers- like I, we have to let the rest of the season play out, of course. But I'm personally in favor of bringing him back as of now. Um, yeah, you know the rotation seems pretty set in stone. Obviously, a lot of young guys on their way too. But pitching is very finicky and it's in short demand, short supply. So definitely bring him back. And then uh, I guess the big one is is Sevy, and he, he's back. Yeah, he's not blowing guys away. Shut down Pedro Martinez type Sevy. I guess that we all envisioned in the same vein as Glaber with his right, right. dinger consecutive seasons, but uh, he's still there. He's kind of learning how to pitch more, is what I would say. He's throwing that changeup like a ton more now. He's kind of moved away from just like a fastball slider guy, like Cole was that guy, and Sevy was kind of the same type of, like in the same vein, but he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, yeah. Martinez and I went to go see him at the beginning of the month when we played the Jays, and he was just looking sharp as ever, man. Um, yeah. I mean, that. one of the things, I guess, that I, we, were, we were seeing this season, um, and I was talking a little bit about it on the Pinstripe Valley live show, um, was the Yankees are just throwing more cutters this season. A ton and, more. Yeah. and it's Even Cole. Hard. Yeah. And Nestor was throwing a bunch of them today. Like, he's just throwing, like, 86, 87-mile-per-hour cutters that are getting guys to go down on strikes. So it's yeah. nice to see uh, Mapley just cooking. Yeah, it's been the big trend recently. Um, uh, pitching goes through a lot of that. Uh, two seamers are kind of back in fashion last year, trying to keep the ball down and do a lot of worm burners, as people like to say, a lot of grounders to prevent these guys from, you know, lofting the ball in the air and, you know, yeah. cranking out some dingers. But now I think the cutter's back and then the uh, 
uh, what, what do they call it? The sweeper, I guess, is the new pitch now. It's kind of uh, going around the bullpen. Um, yeah. That slider, Corey Kluber type of ball yeah. um, that uh, Michael King, who has been a relief ace this year. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. This year's breakout candidate. Uh, he's been crediting uh, Kluber a lot from uh, last year, uh, helping him kind of develop that. Uh, so Blake has done a great job with his pitching staff so far. Like I said, Cole is throwing this cutter now. He hasn't thrown it since college, I think he said. So it's it's been a little bit. Yeah, he had it in in the back of his mind, but now it's here. So yeah, uh, but yeah, other than that, bullpen's been great. Uh, Clay Holmes picking up right where he left off last year. He is four and zero in the season. He could. <laughs> He sent him bid to be out the, the Reds. Yeah, that's we're keeping an eye on that one. Uh, yeah. Mike King has looked phenomenal last uh, outing, last outing yesterday, notwithstanding, but he's been uh, phenomenal as usual. Chad Green has been moved down the totem pole. He's no longer like the setup man, but he's been relatively okay. He's also free to the end of the year. Uh, I feel like they probably let him walk. Kevin um, scared the shit out of me today, as per usual. Yeah. I'm going to humbly request the Yankees score at least two runs from here on out because he gave up a base runner and I was like, Oh, we're fine. And then I realized it was one, nothing. And then. Yeah. It, it really batter, sent the ball into the seats. So yeah. yeah even Gallo made that up. Like the sun was bright. So Gallo really did made... not know where that was for no, he looked into that. Time. He looked right into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chapman still makes your blood, uh, blood boil a little bit it really gets you like puts he, your nerves up there i i decided I need to give him more credit i mean we all remember chapman from his days um with the reds when he was pumping like 104 103 and we all thought he was just like a thing of beauty and he's still hitting 100 consistently which is impressive i think out of all the pitchers like that we've talked about who like really suffered after the sticky stuff i feel like chapman's gotta be up there man yeah he has no grip really on that baseball on like really cold days which is not fun to watch and that man just long sleeves no matter the weather sweats a ton but yeah he had some four seamers today that went there it had a lot of lateral movement and just blew me away i just didn't know what was happening up there so yeah he probably should be closing games um yeah he's the guy i i felt like loisica should have been the dude at the beginning of the year I feel like that could potentially be that. Johnny has had a bit of a rough go of it. He's looked better as a late, but his sinker wasn't really uh, sinking like it, you, it did last year. But um, a lot of hot takes at the beginning of the season were just like, yeah, we're going to end the season with Loisica as the closer. And I'm honestly on board with that still, no matter what. I feel like they kind of like Holmes and uh, King in like pure setup spots. I don't think they would ever give it a Chad Green. Wandy Peralt is the other guy I could see them giving it to. I don't know why. I just kind of like them doing yeah, that. Man. I don't know why. I could just see they like Wandy in very specific situations. I don't think it would go well at all, but I feel like they'd just be like, yeah, Wandy's just the closer now. Boom, just breaking like, out that bullpen manual and just burning it at that point. Listen, Girardi's binder had a long run. <laughs> It's about to come to another end. Oh, yeah. Well, we can talk about that in a little bit. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Phil's. Yeah. But uh, no, the team's clicking on cylinders right now. We're a month in. Um, we're on 100 win pace, which is always good to see. feels different than last year because they're winning the close games, which they didn't do. Um, this 11-game win streak they won on, they did that actually quite a bit last year. 
The thing was is how they bounced back afterwards, which was not well. So you're hoping it looks different this time around. Yeah, I got the Blue Jays coming back around at the stadium starting tomorrow. Um, just a long ass stretch of games. So we'll see what's happening. Yeah, 23 games in 22 days, and we won't have an off day until Memorial Day, which feels weird considering I feel like we always play Memorial Day, but it's uh it's gonna be interesting. Um they're gonna need a lot more depth. They still need another starter in there at some point just to make a spot start. I don't know who it's gonna be. People have been saying heel, people have been saying Schmidt, someone's a Davy. I don't know. Um the prospects Maybe the rocket in return. Who knows? <laughs> Happy anniversary to Susan Waldman. Um I guess we could, we can't talk about the other Yankee manager currently. And we can talk about the other uh, former Yankee managers in baseball, I guess. Uh, Girardi of the Phillies. That's coming to an end. They tried to power their way through the entire season, and it fell apart within two weeks. Yeah, pride power pinstripes did not work too well over in <laughs> Philadelphia territory. Uh, can't attest. It doesn't necessarily work out the way. They're 12 and 16. They should be. They should. They're. Pythagorean win loss theorem, if you want to go off of that, should be an even 500, which is exactly what the Phillies have been for the past, I don't know, like five years now, which is hilarious. They've been so mid. Um, yeah, they just assumed everyone was a DH. They didn't really understand what the DH rule meant. So yeah. Can't Harper has been like, okay, but his elbow's also a little balky, so he's been strictly DHing now, which isn't, hasn't been good for their defense. Kyle Schwarber's <laughs> getting a lot of run out and left, and Castellanos also on the right. Can't be good on any pitcher's defense. No. Um, Alec Bulb once said he hated the city of Philadelphia, then immediately apologized for it. And they, he owned up to it pretty well. So kudos to him. But yeah, they all loved him for it. They're like, yeah, we get it. We suck, which is, you know, a beautiful thing for a mature city to say. I speaking as someone who lived in the outskirts of Philadelphia for four years. Yeah, those dudes, it's kind of love their love honesty. Honesty is the best policy when it comes to them. So good, good on him on for that one. But, uh, yeah, and a lot of people were not pleased, obviously, in the last year. And one of the big takes was just like, we shouldn't have replaced Girardi with Boone. But obviously, we live in kind of just a fast-paced society at this point. So grass isn't always green on the other side. <laughs> grass isn't green on the other side. Um, and yeah, I don't really love Boone's managing style too much, but I do think it's a hell of a lot better than Girardi at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was kind of debating how much managers actually provide to their team outside of making bullpen decisions. It's really just but, good vibes at this point, right? Like that's basically it. Yeah. I think that's why there's been a movement towards getting these guys that players love because it's just, it's, it's all vibes. Like if you listen to the Mets, they love Showalter. Yeah. Cause he's angry and old. Essentially. Well, like he yeah. actually does like, I'll give him credit. He actually does listen to his players. Like I've read so many pieces now, I think on him and his, early match tenure like the players just love playing for him because he's just a guy who like listens to everyone's input and just but also just has a good feel for the game um yeah there was also some rumor that Heyman put out there that the yankees actually did look into bringing him back um but often to say the course i really could not see them bringing him back i don't think it would have worked as well as working for the mets the teams feel like different vibes yeah, I wouldn't say like we were not good last year, but I wouldn't say we were in that just like soulless, like rut kind of yeah, like level where it was just like, oh, nothing has been going like that great. Like, okay, you could at least be like, okay, postseason appearances, this team does have Judge Stanton, like da 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 da. Like that team had just no direction. The Mets, I mean, so 
yeah. I feel like that worked out for the best for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are kind of the other managerial guys that people have been talking about in terms of like, oh, the Yankees should have gotten that or should have never fired or let Dirty Walk and ordering Boone in. So it's funny to see how they're going. Yeah, I think it's all working out pretty well for everyone except the Phillies. Basically, even Maddenly's not doing that bad with the, the Marlins right. right now, although they're in a pretty bad losing streak currently. But Ar- yeah, but Arod's nephew did hit a home run the other day. So, yeah, so first AB. First AB went freaking a uh, liner to uh, left in, uh, in Peco. So it's a lot of fun to see. Um, but yeah, no, this, uh, this, this team, this, this season off to a better start than last. Um, I guess like early needs, what would you say the biggest one is like right now for this team? If you could like look at it on paper and be like, what do we need the most? Consistent fourth outfielder, probably, but you already said that. Um, I mean, that's fair. You can say like, it again. Yeah, we'll say it again. Bullpen's pretty solid. Um, I would say the biggest need is catcher, but I don't really know who's out there. Yeah, and I don't feel like you really ever see a catching pickup at the deadline. South Fasano. It's going to make or break the team. Yeah, like the Yankees got Pudge Rodriguez, and what, what's that going to do? That just let Jorge not explode. How old I think, How old was Pudge when they got him, too? Very old. Yeah, that was 36-year-old Pudge Rodriguez. Yeah. Ish. I think Jorge so, was that was 2008, so Jorge was injured that year too. That did not help. Yeah. Um, I don't really think catcher is really a position you pick up in the middle of the season. So that'll definitely be an offseason thing, unless one of them figures it out by the time we hit July. So I do think they could shore up the starters, but I would say fourth outfielder, catcher, which doesn't seem likely, and then then you hit the starting rotation. Probably. And even with the starters, I feel like it's just depth. At that point, yeah, you're not looking for a make or break guy. You're just, yeah. The larger picture, in, like in previous seasons, has been like, okay, you definitely need like a Luis Castillo or a, a Sonny Gray for me. Um, like that type. <laughs> a little no, like, <laughs> You need that type of. Um, <laughs> the Twins had the offseason I wanted. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> they got Sonny Gray <laughs> and Carlos Correa. <laughs> what if I told you that? The team that has Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela got Sonny Gray and Carlos Correa. Is that something you'd be interested in? Yes. Yes, I would be. <laughs> Psych. It's the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, no, I think right now on paper, it feels like starting depth catcher, but catch is so hard, dude. There's like no good ones that are actually available for you to pick up. Yeah. It, it, that's the issue. Um, hey, oh. we haven't tried IKF. As the backstop, yeah. Why the fuck don't we go there? <laughs> I'm down with that because I did propose to you. I was just like, listen, Chapman for DD straight up. I was just like, there's no way that ends terrible, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you plug DD in a shortstop. You put IKF behind the plate. I don't think this could go wrong, honestly. I feel yeah, like this I, is perfect I, for everybody. <laughs> I feel like I galaxy brain this. Like, you have some outlandish fan like made you know Yankees Twitter trader uh, like lineups or whatever just like yeah Correa batting lead off then like Harper batting second and then you know you like you keep going and on and on on and on but um yeah I did float that one by you yeah, but that was just because I can't struggle to start the year and I was just like hmm we could use another lefty and I wonder like pure salary slot that could work honestly um yeah. I 
don't want it to happen actually although from like a manic fan perspective yes but rationally no i don't think dd would be the type of guy that this team would need at all currently uh, although he would bring amazing vibes yeah i need the emojis in my life again he does pictures now uh, he has those little paintings at the end of games i forgot he's an artist yeah he he made uh he made harper look so kawaii <laughs> he put the anime eyes on Bryce. <laughs> was he driving the miata oh god probably yeah <laughs> I, I could see it <laughs> for those of you who don't know one time dan and i went to one time uh we went to the home run derby back in 2018 yeah, Pod went to the derby and none of you were there for it yeah back in dc before we started doing this um and as we were driving down we passed by a like a 1999 electric blue drop top mazda miata with just the largest was pikachu sticker or like just they were anime women yeah largest like anime woman you could possibly see just plastered on the side of that thing so both sides back in the hood yeah like it was just that was the decal and we were behind that car for about a good hour and a half just the two of us just vibing yeah <laughs> it's kind of like the scene in fast seven but uh <laughs> what if i told you that paul walker wanted believed in reincarnation so much <laughs> but also on the healing power of anime <laughs> is that something you would be interested in oh yeah big time <laughs> all right good 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 um <laughs> uh yeah no um what was I going to say? I If we go back and look at everything that's happened on the past like few years, people always like to go back and be like, oh, do we need like a, a lefty hitter at some point? And then I, I always think back to that 2019 offseason, man. I always think back to the, the Harper Machado offseason. Yeah. I mean, Machado, you said he has an opt-out, right? He can still come here. Technically, yeah. And he's having an MVP start. Like, I mean, yeah, a real... Leading the league in war. Dude, what is it good for? Yeah, absolutely nothing. <laughs> not knowing it's not for us. Uh, no, yeah, Machado is just tearing the cover off the baseball. My goodness. And they have, they have Tatis out too right now. Um, I feel like if you go back, he was the guy we wanted. Did you leave more Harper or Julian Machado that offseason? Uh, I would say I was leaning more Harper because it felt like he wanted to be Yankee. I mean, he talked about Right. How he was surprised that the Yankees didn't even come at him with a formal offer. Yes. Okay. So I think Harper, because you know he had the, there were all the Mickey Mantle comps when oh, he yeah, was he coming in. Thirty-four, three plus four yeah. equals seven. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I would have been, I would have been fine with that. I would have given him seven over Clint, not to be a stickler, but uh, <laughs> eat your uh, heart yeah, out. I definitely would have went with Harper, especially you know him being a lefty. That would have that would have banged. Yeah, I think that offseason is where you can't pin like all the problems that offseason, like on like what's been going on with the team so far in the year since. But I feel like there were moves to be had there that they just didn't do. Yeah. Um, I think Machado would have saved us a lot because he could probably could play short at least for a little bit and then like transition over to third. Like Gio was excellent that season, and I always hope that he can turn back into that guy, but Maybe he won't. Maybe he is just kind of a glove first utility guy as opposed to just like a, you know, above average third baseman with a little bit of pop. Um, but I feel like Machado would fit this team perfect, like 
coming into the offseason, thinking about what the needs were, Machado would have been the guy who would fit, fit perfectly because he played third short with way above average offense. Like, what you yeah. see is what you get. That dude just puts bat to ball. Um, I think that's the move. Out of everything we could look back at, that's the one contract I think I regret not giving out. Although I do agree with Harper as, like, the other one. Like, a 1A, 1B situation. Yeah. If you go back and look at a little retroactive history, like, what would we... Hey, at least we didn't get Patrick Corbin. The guy that I also, like, we both wanted. Yeah, we did want him at the time. Hindsight's twenty twenty. The dude kind of stinks. He did shove that 2019 season, though. Like, he was a huge part of the Nats winning the World Series, but contract does not age well. He had that first start where the Nats tweeted out in SpongeBob letters, you know, uppercase, lowercase, oh, you can't give Corbin six years, and then he's promptly just falling into a hole. Yeah, I don't know really what happened there. Um, he's falling back down to earth, and the Nats, well, the Nats gave out really two big stinky contracts because Strasburg, I think, has paid like seven games for them since he signed that deal. So, yeah, it's a wash. Washington's in a bad spot. Um, but I was just thinking, like, think of all the offseason needs that we had this current offseason that just happened. And it's just like, well, what would he have needed the most? It was like left handed hitter. Yeah. And also a shortstop. And yeah. they had two available that offseason that they didn't pursue, seriously, at least. So, yeah, it's fun to look back on and see like, okay, where did we miss out on, I guess. Uh, yeah, team's looking good. Uh, been a few games so far. Going to try to get to a few. We're also going to be doing the doubleheader in Houston. Yeah. Big, big plans. Maybe we'll big. try to do a little record live from this. this the, uh, the... We'll be in the Crawford boxes and at Biggio's after the game. Come and find us. We're definitely going to be at Biggio's after the game. Yeah, we got to figure out if they open at 6 a.m. We got to be there. Yeah, bright and early. You guys have been here for eight hours. Shut up. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know me. Uh, uh, yeah, season's looking good so far. Yeah, things are looking good. Misty guys a ton is recording. Don't know how frequent these will be. Off, off the rails segment. Oh, what's our off the rails segment? What's our the, the mind the gap segment? Uh, I yeah. thought like which we had an off season discussion about like what does this team really need, and it was uh, it came out of mustaches. <laughs> this Yankee not, team, yeah. Well, in in Mustache's defense, Nestor Cortez, who has a mustache, is currently fourth in the team in war and probably trending upward after this start. So it, it was a weird argument at the time. And honestly, like I didn't think Nestor would be this good, of course, but I was just kind of like, okay, we need like another prominent player who, who needs a mustache. So I think like yeah. my vote was for Stan at the time. Yeah, Stan can pull it off for sure. He's got the face for it. Um I'm trying to picture. DJ I'm with looking one at the baseball reference pictures. DJ, if DJ had a mustache, he would kind of look like someone wearing that fake gout, uh, Groucho glasses, mustache, nose combo. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ahead and say if Rizzo or Gallo got one of those twirly, kind of stereotypical Italian meat butcher type of mustaches, I'd be a big fan of that. Oh, the big, like, uh, he's like the mayor of, like, Pine Barrens or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you see? Like, yeah. <laughs> big uh, Monopoly Man vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah, my vote was just Stanton. Uh, I feel like Trevino would be a guy who could pull it off, honestly. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. I don't know. This team needs – the facial hair policy is just antiquated as hell. I feel like this team needs a little bit of – or needed a little bit of something. And if they do want to run again, honestly, I want to see them bring mustaches back. Josh Donaldson yeah. with just a thick upper lipper. 
Yeah, we were going through the history of why the Yankees started banning facial hair, and it didn't seem like there's any good reason for it whatsoever. Not really, other than it be counterculture, which actually is isn't really counterculture. It just feels like antiquated. That's yeah. it. It's a very weird rule. I like. I don't know. I'm just trying to picture all these guys like just something on the upper lip. Uh, Rizzo would would kill it. Yeah. Tony would just look like you're just just he works at John's <laughs> like <laughs> just, just fucking tossing pies. I feel like Judge would wear a mustache in a commercial for some dumb brand we'd see in the postseason where he's going undercover. Like it'd probably I'm working a, at Jersey Mike's. It'd probably be a crypto ad. I could see it. Yeah. Like this is Aaron Judge for FTX. Uh yeah. Or they do the uh, they, they do the, the LeBron James crypto.com commercial, but with Judge instead. God. A deep fake judge. Deep fake, deep fake little judge. I'd be a big fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> Altuve sized. Altuve sized Aaron Judge. That'd be perfect. They get Altuve next to him to play a little Aaron Judge. Little yeah. Aaron Judge. <laughs> little Aaron. <laughs> you tell him, little Aaron. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what we need. That's our third entourage reference of the episode. I hope you're happy about that. Oh, We're talking about the wrong HBO shows. <laughs> yeah. I figure it'd be more Sopranos vibes of what we got with Rizzo, but I guess not. Yeah. We tried our best. Don't blame us. All right. Do we want to give a uh, little movie reviews, I guess, then before yeah. we wrap up? Uh, do you want to go first or? Uh, which, which one was the one that I promised to give? Were you going to give a Doctor Strange review based solely on just reading stuff off the internet? No, that was going to be you. I was going to... Oh, I was going to give the, the reviews. For, it was on a movie review, but it was going to be more of a MCU uh, Moon Knight review. Okay, give me your Moon Knight. Give me give me a 30 second... 30 to 45 second Moon Knight review. All right, well, to preface this anyways. Like, I didn't really want to watch Moon Knight to begin with because I'm kind of just done with these Marvel things, but I ended up contracting the vid uh, on, like, last week. Yeah, seven day was, IL. Yeah, seven day IL. Uh, COVID injury wasn't fun, uh, but I decided to watch the whole show on just like Friday afternoon, essentially, uh, like literally last Friday. Uh, I loved it. It was just Indiana Jones meets Venom, essentially, with the split personalities and just like kind of the pulpy take where it's just a dude looking for not treasure but something lost. Um, I would give it a solid. Is that a five? Right. Uh, five cannolis. Yeah. I would I would give it a solid four out of five cannolis. Um, it, it was good. I liked it. It was good. It was a lot better than expecting. Didn't really tie in anything like larger in terms of like, oh, you have, you have to watch the Avengers in order to understand what happened in Moon Knight, but uh definitely enjoyable. Yeah. Now you have to give your multiverse of madness review. All right. I'm gonna give a 10-second multiverse of madness review and then a 30-second review for another review that I saw yesterday. So Multiverse Man is getting a lot of hate for no damn reason. There's a scene in it that I'm not going to spoil for anyone who didn't see it. But if you saw that in a Marvel movie in 2014, your head would have exploded. So everyone can shut up four and a half cannolis out of five. That's a spoiler. Yeah. Bigger review. Yesterday, I saw the well-renowned, highly expected movie, The Bad Guys. Oh, boy. Yeah. And listen, this... This is where it's coming down to. Uh, my biggest gripe with this movie is that the main characters 
of this movie are all animals and everyone else in the movie is a human but there are regular animals also in the world and there was no explanation about the delineation between whether an animal was sentient or not and it was very confusing and took me out of it for a little bit reminder this is a kids movie and it was still a fun time four cannolis out of five all right i can't believe little rich took you to go see that yeah it was a mother's day treat <laughs> a mother's day miracle if you will all right a little quick brisk hour-long pod just to recap where the hell we've been for the past i don't know eight months now yeah but uh no one missed us and our twitter account is still thriving yeah please just go ahead and follow that if you want to know about anything that we talk about essentially you'll get into the in jokes at some point we had some bangers recently i feel like but we, we've been doing a lot better we're doing we've better we did. We kind of just tweet infrequently. It's usually during games. Occasionally, the news comes in and we'll do stuff with it. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's a fun time. If you guys really, time. if you guys care about memes and the Yankees, we're kind of the thing to do, thing to, yeah. thing to follow. So, all right. Until next time. And uh, I can tell you, it's a privilege to be back. I'll be talking to y'all soon. <laughs> I'm not going to